Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for today. Father, it's a great honor, it's a great opportunity to come before your presence. Oh God, as I deliver the word of God, I pray you, oh Lord, that you will speak through my lips, oh God, that you will think through my mind, oh God. Let your words, let my words be your words, oh God. I pray that the words will resonate with your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brethren, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk to you about the subject or the title, the subject I entitled, The Church as a Spiritual Home. Hallelujah. The Church as a Spiritual Home. Hallelujah. Shall we turn our Bibles to Ephesians 2, 19 to 22? Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with a saint and members of the household of God. Hallelujah. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Hallelujah. And 22 in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, before I proceed, uh, I want to say thank you to our presiding elder and the elders for the opportunity to be used as a vessel to deliver the word of God. Um, it's not about the fact that I can do a good exposition of the topic, but then I believe it's a greater call to duty. Hallelujah. Amen. So from the scripture, if you look at the beginning of the scripture, from 19, from the verse 19, it begins with therefore. So the, the word therefore is a concluding form of a remark, which presupposes that we were previously declared as outsiders. We were declared as foreigners. Hallelujah. We were declared as foreigners to the things of God. But now, Jesus Christ, but now, you can say but now, but now. But now, Jesus has brought us, God, near us. Hallelujah. And we are no longer at loggerheads with God. We are no longer at enmity with God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has broken down the walls and the barriers. Hallelujah. And so the promises which were made to the Israelites, the promises which were made to the Jews, it was made originally to the Jews, but now we also have a stake in it. Hallelujah. We have a stake in it, hallelujah. All of us have it. We have, a, we have a, a seat at the table, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as children of God, we, are, we become an heir of the promises of God. We are no longer strangers, as the Bible says. We are citizens, hallelujah. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven, hallelujah. And we can enjoy the privileges that comes with it, hallelujah. So... As the scripture says that the house of God, which you are part, has been built upon the works of the prophets. It has been built upon the works of the apostles. Hallelujah. The doctrines of the apostles is made up of the foundation for our understanding of God and our faith for which our spiritual home is built. So I want to dwell emphasis on the word home. There's a popular saying that there is no place like home. There's no place like home. So when we think of the word home, we often associate it with a physical dwelling. 
with a structure, a place where we feel safe, we, are, we feel loved, and we feel secured. Hallelujah. A place where we can relax ourselves and be ourselves. Hallelujah. When you are in your home, when you are in your bedroom, you don't mind being naked. You are not aware of your surroundings. Hallelujah. Because that's where you belong. Hallelujah. So in the same way, the church is a spiritual home. Hallelujah. A place where we belong as children of God. Hallelujah. A place where we find our identities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in verse 19 from the scripture, there's a caption that said, we are members of God's household. We are members of God's household. We are told that we are members of God's household. This means that we are part of God's family. Hallelujah. We have a place in his house. Hallelujah. So in our individual families, we share bond and we share a sense of belongingness in our individual families. In the same way, the church, the church is a community of believers who share a common faith and purpose. Hallelujah. So as I said before, there's no longer one who God originally chose and then the Gentiles. We are all equal. Hallelujah. Every single, every single one of us is chosen. Hallelujah. We are all equal. So the Apostle Paul in the scripture that we just read, is reminding us of our identity as believers in Christ. It says that we are no longer aliens. We've been adopted into the family of God. We are citizens. We are fellow citizens. You and I are fellow citizens. And we are members of God's household. Hallelujah. This means that we have been given a new identity. We have given a new identity. One that is rooted in Christ. Hallelujah and his work on the cross, hallelujah. So as members of God's household, we have a responsibility to care for one another. We are called to love one another. We need to serve one another and bear another one's burdens. Hallelujah. We are not meant to live our lives in isolation as believers, as Christians, but we need to share our lives together in the community, hallelujah. If all that you do as a believer is to live for yourself, if all that you do as a believer is to live for just your case, then you are not fulfilling God's promises. Hallelujah. One philosopher says that the essence of living is living for others. Hallelujah. When you live for others, it is in doing so that you also become what? That you also become better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we go to Ephesians 2, 20, 22, we just read that. So the Bible is describing the church as a building that is being built together. We are being wired together as the church. And Jesus Christ is the cornerstone, and we are the living stones. Hallelujah. Being built into a spiritual home. Being built into a spiritual house. Hallelujah. So as a cornerstone, Jesus Christ plays a crucial role in the foundation and structure of the church. Hallelujah. He's the one who holds everything together. He provides stability. Hallelujah. And he provides support for us. Without Jesus, without the cornerstone, the church will go wayward. The church will have no direction. Hallelujah. The church will not even exist. 
So we are being built together. We are being built together. So Jesus is, all, is the model, is the example for us as believers to follow. Hallelujah. He's the one who shows us how to live our life, our lives, full of love, service, and obedience to him. And we as living stones, we have a unique place and purpose in this building. Hallelujah. We are not, as I said, we are not meant to be independent, but we need to work together as a team to accomplish the purposes of God. Hallelujah. We need each other. We need each other. You need me, I need you. You need him, he also needs you. Hallelujah. So we need, to, we need each other. We need to use our gifts and our talents to serve one another, to build a spiritual God, uh, church. Hallelujah. So Paul says that we are being fitly framed together. But I believe that one of the tragedies of the church or the shames of the church today is the lack of us as believers being fitly framed together. There are a lot of divisions in the church. A lot of divisions exist in the, in the spiritual home of God, which is not meant to be so. But we picture ourselves as different entities. And most often we do not recognize the other parts of the church because the church is a body. And each single part cannot function independently. But we are independent. Hallelujah. But I pray that if you develop a good understanding of the word of God, as you develop a good understanding of what the body of Christ is, we will come together as a church. We will come together as a unit, and we will come together in support of each other. Hallelujah. So, the next one is, we are a dwelling place for God. As the scripture says, we are a dwelling place for God. Ephesians 2.22, as we just read. So, we are a dwelling place for God in the spirit. This means that the church is a place in which God dwells. So, the church is not just this building. We are not an organization. We are not a political institution. But the church is a, brief, a briefing organism. Hallelujah. The church is a briefing being, hallelujah. The church has life, hallelujah. Once we get out of this building, it no longer becomes a church. The church is you, the church is me, and the church is both of us, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are the habitation of God. We are the habitation of God. And so the Holy Spirit lives in us. He lives in us, hallelujah. And so it is incumbent upon you and I as believers, to live in a way that reflects God's love, that reflects God's unity, that reflects God's grace. Hallelujah. So we, as a dwelling place for God, as I said, we are called to reflect his glory. We are called to reflect his glory to the world. We are his representatives. We are his ambassadors. So if the president of the United States sends somebody to, let's say, Britain or maybe Ghana, to represent him, the person, him or her, is representing the interest of the United States. Hallelujah. You are not going there because you want to go there, but the one who is sending you, the president, has in, you need to serve his interest. Hallelujah. 
So in the same vein, we as Christians, we as believers, we are representing Christ, hallelujah. And we need to live our lives in such a way that merits the one who sends us, hallelujah. We are his ambassadors. We are the chief ambassadors, hallelujah. So we ought to be in light and not in darkness. Our character, whatever we do, should exude the characteristics of God, hallelujah. We are to be the ambassadors of his kingdom, and we need to fulfill his purposes, hallelujah. So um, I would like to give you the significance of the church as the spiritual home, the significance of the church as the spiritual home. So for many of us as believers, the church, as I said, is more than just a physical building. It's not just a place that we come every Sunday morning to attend service. But if you come here, or let me say the church itself, the church, the word, the church comes from a Greek word for kuriakon, which means dedicated to the Lord. That is what the church means. The church is not just the physical building. I want to reiterate. So when you come here, you are the church. And so whatever that you do needs to be dedicated to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the church is a place, is a spiritual place where you find love. You find support. You find encouragement where we can grow in our faith and deepen our relationship with God. Hallelujah. But what does it truly mean to call the church our spiritual home? What does it mean to call the church our spiritual home? What are the characteristics that define this spiritual body? The church. And how can we make the most of the spiritual home that God has given us? So I want to give you four points. One, I say the church doubles as a community or a family. Number two, the church is meant to be a place of learning. Number three, the church is meant to be a place of worship. And then number four, the last one is the church is meant to be a place of service. Hallelujah. So let's take the church as a community or the church as a family. One of the most important aspects of the church as a spiritual home is a sense of community. When you come here, you need to feel some sense of belonging. You need to feel some sense of family. You need to feel some sense of belongingness. Hallelujah. So as Christians, I said before, we need not to live in isolation. We need not to live independently. We need to live for ourselves. We need, we need to live for each other. Hallelujah. The church is a place where we can build all these meaningful relationships. So when you come here, you are coming, let me, I mean, you are coming, the church, we are all full of the same breed. So when you come here, we are part of, we are all the offspring of one parent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moreover, the church as a family, the church provides support and encouragement. So, Thessalonians, let's read something from 1 Thessalonians 5.11. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Can you please project? Yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. 
Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Hallelujah. When we face challenges or difficulties, we can turn to our spiritual family for encouragement, for support. We can pray for one another. We can offer words of wisdom. And we can offer comfort and provide help as needed. Sometimes all your colleague needs is just a pat at the back. That's all the person needs and nothing more. And you cannot find this anywhere unless you come to the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 14, it says that for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, hallelujah, are one body, so it is with Christ. So for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free. We were all made to drink of one spirit. Hallelujah. So the body does not consist of one member, but out of many. So this passage reminds us that the church, or we as members of the church, we are all part of the body, or we are all part of one body. Hallelujah. And each one of us have a unique role to play, to function properly, to accomplish God's work. So we are not simply a group of individuals who come here every Sunday, uh, who happen to just gather on every Sunday to sing praises or to listen to the sermons. We are members of one another. We are united in faith, in the commitment of God. Hallelujah. So I want to go to the church as a place of learning. I'm going to make it really very quick. The church as a place of learning. That's the second point. So the church provides a lot of opportunities for growth, for development. So uh, most recently, we had a marriage seminar. Uh, the youth also, also had um, a dating, um, I think dating program, right, for the youth. This is an opportunity for you once you are part of the church of God, you have this opportunity to learn, hallelujah. You have this opportunity to grow, hallelujah. Through the Bible studies, through the sermons, and all these opportunities that we have can deepen our understanding of God's purpose, hallelujah. So in 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, it says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when we study the Bible and learn more about God's work, we are equipping ourselves for the good work that God has called us to do. It is only when we are part of this body of Christ that we get this opportunity to, to develop, hallelujah. It's only when we are part of this body that we get this opportunity to learn, hallelujah. And then the other point is the church as a place of worship. The church as a place of worship. In John 4, 23, 24, John 4, 23, 24, 
The Bible says that the hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. But the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So when we worship God, we are not simply going through these motions or throwing up our hands or following the set of rules. Rather, we are coming to God, we are coming before God with open heart, filled with a spirit of truth, hallelujah, and seeking to honor him and seeking to draw closer to him, hallelujah. So when we come together as a community to worship God, we are acknowledging his presence in our lives and we are giving him the honor and the glory that is due him. Hallelujah. So through our corporate worship, we come together to worship him. We come together to honor him. We come together to praise him. We come together to bless him. Hallelujah. And the last one is the church as a place of service. The church as a place of service. The church as a place of service. So whether it is volunteering to help with the ministry, serving on a committee, or simply, you know, reaching out to someone in need. Sometimes we are all guilty. Sometimes we are always consumed by uh, our own interests, our work, and other things. Um, we relegate the, the work of God to the background, doing our own thing. Hallelujah. But there's an opportunity for you to serve in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's an opportunity for you to serve in the house of the Lord. There are so many things that you can do. You don't have to remain idle. Hallelujah. And as a, as a form of service, we can also give gifts in a way. It's not, supposed to, it's not meant to be monetary value, just monetary value. We, we can give gifts in, any, in many other forms. Hallelujah. If I talk about gifts, I'm not talking about just money, but any form of gift that you, non-monetary gift, the person would appreciate. Hallelujah. In Matthew 25, 35, 36, Jesus says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Hallelujah. So when we serve others, we are serving Jesus himself. We are following the example of love and compassion. Hallelujah. It is a place where we can make a difference in the lives of others. Hallelujah. So um, without wasting my time today, I would like to bring my message to a conclusion. But what I would say is the church is not just a place where we come on Sundays. It's not just a place where we come on Sunday mornings. Uh, um, but it's a spiritual home. We need to have a different meaning of the church. Hallelujah. It's where we belong. And it's where we find our identity as children of God. As members of God's household, we are called to love one another. We need to care for one another. We need to reach out to one another. And as living stones, the Bible says that we are built together 
we are wired together to accomplish his purposes in the world. We need to love each other. Since the Bible says that we are wired together, let us love one another. Let our life depict love. Let there be unity in the church. Hallelujah. Let us love one another. Because the Bible says love is the greatest of all. The Bible says if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels and have not love, I have become a clanging symbol. I have become a sounding brass. But I pray that that will not be our portion. Hallelujah. Let us embrace each of us. Let us embrace our role as members of the church, as members of the spiritual home, and live out our calling as the church. Amen. Amen. Shall we rise? Bless.